Who wants to be an entrepreneur? This isn't a quiz show. This is reality. A real-life discovery of what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Welcome to a new season of podcast episodes of personal and business coaching topics and techniques around the three pillars of HEW, health, excellence, and wealth. HEW is introducing guests to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur show based on their own personal experiences. A full real-life account of trials and tribulations of what it takes. Hello and welcome to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur podcast. This week I've got a very, very important special guest with me who is discussing what it actually takes to be successful, what it actually takes in reality despite hard times, tough times, everything coming against you and what it actually takes not only to be successful but to be a decent human being and doing the right thing overall. I'm excited to bring to you this week a British former heavyweight professional boxer, all six foot eight of him, Mr. Richard Towers. And basically we are going to go in deep, Richard, in terms of discussing all of your past, all of your career and bringing us up to date on what it is that you're actually delivering out in the community and in business today and utilising all of your experience within that. So Without further ado, I want to bring it into the mix here, Richard, and thank you for your time and for taking your time out of your busy schedule to come and join me today for this interview. I'm sure all our listeners here are on the edge of the seats waiting for this. I want to uh, introduce you into the table uh, here today. What it takes with Richard Towers. Welcome. Thank you, Helen. That was quite the introduction. Uh, I'm sure I didn't deserve such an introduction, but I appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No worries at all. You know the purpose behind these uh, interviews, Richard, because obviously we've been uh, we've been discussing things for some time now in terms of you know what we both are doing and like our shared sort of passions and things like that. So I want to be able to share with listeners and educate them, inspire them, encourage them, and give them give them some of that real life experience, and obviously. You hit the nail on the head with mm-hmm. all of that, so the perfect guest for this situation, and I'm sure we can meet all of those objectives. So just to start off with then, Richard, do you want to give some background to the listeners about you and how you got into doing what you're doing through your boxing career? Mm-hmm. Yes, Alan, yeah, uh, basically I've, uh, I, I never intended going down the road that I'm actually on right now, but coming to think of every, every step that I've taken... You know, not every, every step, but a lot of the steps, the important steps, significant steps that I've taken, not through choice, but just through how things have gone, through simply, you know, having the right intention with everything I'm doing. You know, people talk about, uh, I've heard a saying, the harder I train, the luckier I get. And I'm no exception to, to that rule because everything I've found, every time that I've started to succeed in my life and, you know, as everybody else has done, I've I've faltered off I've 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 slackened off a little bit and you know right on point things have taken a turn for the worst and things have started to get harder and things haven't flowed as much as as what they was doing when I was consistent with my endeavors and uh, making choices and stuff like that now I, I've as I've got a little bit older but I like to use the word mature rather than old I, I've learned that it's actually a working engine and to, to smoothen the process of whatever you're trying to do. If you do put 100% into everything you do, which I do try to do now, you know, I'm, I'm a human being. Sometimes I, I, I have to give myself a kick up the bum to, to uh, get back on track with things. But nine out of 10 times, I'm, that's, my, that's my intention, just to put 100% into what I'm doing or just don't do it at all. And I never understood that concept growing up but I suppose it's a process like I say that we get to a stage where we've had an accumulated uh, bunch of experiences and we come to the realization that wait a minute it's not working when I'm not 100% it is working when I am 100% and that's where I'm at right now so uh, with regards to the gym with regards to the properties that we're fixing up and, and selling on with regards to some of the properties that we rent out with regards to whatever it is training 
doing talks like this, I try and put a hundred percent into it, and I found that I do I do get something out of it, no matter even if it's if it's apparent at the time or not. It, it is just how it works. Uh, in particular, we've just we've just had a fella down from Scotland called Billy Nelson. Uh, he's a, a renowned world world class trainer. He's had numerous world champions or been part of world champions development and you know rise to success or world honours so to speak and um, Billy, Billy's been down recently to bring a sparring partner down for a heavyweight that I've got in the gym called Cash Alley and he brought this this fellow down called Martin Bacoli. Martin Bacoli's got uh, lots of experience in comparison to Cash Alley. He's had I think he's had twice more fights than Cash Alley. Uh, he had twice more amateur fights than Cash Alley. He's got uh, overall a lot more experience than Cash and it showed in the first uh, week of sparring where he was uh, maintaining his posture, maintaining his punching ratio, maintaining his head movement, everything was just on point and you could see that his level of experience surpassed Cash's level of experience and then over time, over the space of a week, Cash just started to catch up a little bit and Martin and Billy Nelson left the gym respecting what, what I'm doing and respecting what Cash did and how he stepped stepped up to the plate just on my request and that's really uh, all fighters need to do at the highest level and the lowest level and a lot of people don't realise this but my point being in within Billy's appreciation of what, what we're doing and what we've done um, he, he got me a boxing clock a boxing clock, you know, that sounds like nothing, but that's like £300 worth of, of equipment in addition to all the other parts of um, expensive equipment a gym consists of. He got me a few bags. He said, I'll get you a few bags. Oh, he got me the WBC belt that I've got over the ring right now. All additions as a result of consistency, like I say. So these things, as much as they'd seem irrelevant, in, in, a, in a boxing gym, you'd be like, you'd be like, well, what do I need a, a WBC belt, belt there for? <laughs> it looks better than not having one there. What do I need a boxing clock for? To keep the time. A significant part of, you know, the building process from amateur to professional. So it's like all these things have come into play. This is just a, a small example I'm giving you of coming to play as a result of just me being consistent with what I'm doing. Uh, with your dad's help, as you know, uh, I've got a fantastic gym there. I've um, I've built a perfect foundation for anybody amateur, anybody professional, and it's still building. It's it's not the finished article yet, but it's it's some article to say the least. Well, let's strip that right back because that's not just today, and that's not just your consistency that you know you you've been awarded these gifts, or you know people are helping you out, and you've yeah. got the right foundations in place strip that right back where has that come from yeah. and kind of what has driven you to then ensure that you're delivering in that realm today yeah well um you know that's that's a really relevant question because i do make sure that the kids know from amateur from first walking in any gym to uh, being an established professional like cash alley you know uh, or um, Martin Bacoli or any of the other fellas what have come into we've got Fraser Clark coming Fraser Clark's won Commonwealth Games he's won European Games gold medalist in uh, world championships and stuff like that one of the things that I make clear is that <laughs> I did not gain the experience I've gained I did not gain the knowledge I've gained through just asking for it or just turning up I suffered broke, a broken jaw, broken nose, broken wrist, broken ribs. I cracked my collarbone. I'm sure I've had a few fractures on my skull. It felt like it at times. Um, so I, I've and I've been all over the world: Russia, Germany, America, Ireland. I've been all over Austria just to gain experience. That at that time, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know that I was gaining. I didn't know what I was doing it for. I was just doing. But again the consistency of doing what I was told, turning up on time, uh, making sure that I was putting all the, the time and effort into what I was doing, again, 100% in what I, w I was doing, the results came. And one of the results I'm, I'm referring to is my experience. So, you know, you've, you've heard me say to the kids, do not think that I'm here, please excuse my expression, 
as a fucking part-timer in this, I've done a lot of suffering for this. I've done a lot of hours for this. I've made a lot of sacrifices for what I'm telling you today. So do not come into my gym and take what I'm saying to you lightly. After I've told you that, you're even more obliged. You've got even less a chance than I would have given you if I didn't give you this knowledge to to do everything I'm asking of you. So these kids have got an immense amount of pressure on them from the start because, like I say, I've suffered broken ribs, broken wrist, broken jaw, broken nose, broken eye socket, sorry, to, to give you this little bit of information, what I've given you, so you appreciate what I'm telling you because it didn't come free. So I, I, I do make it clear that in order to get somewhere, in order to get something, it's never going to be as straightforward as you think it's going to be. If it's easy, then it's probably not worth the time that you're putting in. Mm -hmm. If it's difficult, then that's an indication that you're on the right path to something better. Mm -hmm. And and that is really true. You know, if somebody could have told me this when I was boxing, it would have not made my, my journey easier, but it would have given me a little bit more understanding where I was lacking sometimes because... When you've got an Olympic gold medalist like Vladimir Klitschko, Vitaly Klitschko, Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, Dillian White, uh, Alexander Povetkin, you've got all these fellas, not all of them being gold medalists, but you've got all these fellas stood in front of you trying to kill you because that's what's happening, as well as all the additions what are watching these influencers they've got in their gym knock lumps out on it, wanting to do the same thing. You put yourself into that and you realise that good things only come as a result of sufferation. You can minimise the sufferation by, by applying a little bit of brain power, by applying a little bit of following a, a, a mentor, like we said before, following an influence. If you've got such a structure to follow, you're very lucky, you're very fortunate. I never had that and I've come all the way around. I got no money out of boxing. I can't say that it was fortuitous for me. I can't say that it, it, it turned my life around financially. I can't tell you that. But one one thing I can tell you is that I can offer a knowledge of skill set that not many human beings on this planet can offer. Not only as a result of having influences that have died and gone now, but like I said, putting myself in <laughs> jumping from the frying pan literally into the fire and going through it and maybe it's stubbornness maybe i'm just i'm just one of those people that you know i have to finish something if i start it maybe that's i don't know what it is but here i am to tell the story and again please excuse my expression these little bastards better know that this has not come free and i swear to add emphasis to what i'm saying because i i went through it to gain this knowledge at what point then are you saying where you gained your most experience is that prior to getting into boxing or is it then within the boxing profession that you're talking about? Because if you're saying that you weren't always aware of the experience that you were gaining at that time, what's different then about the kids today under your influence and under your mentorship that they're taking on board exactly what you're telling them is pure experience? Yeah, it's very difficult just to take somebody's word for something. So what I do with the kids, this is one of my one of my strategies I use, is I break them down. I completely let them know that they cannot rely on anybody. While they're in my gym, while they're sharing my time, they've got nobody to look to. They've got nobody to fall on. I don't, excuse the expression, I don't give a fuck if they've, they've, they've broke the leg. I don't give a fuck if they broke their arm. If you break your arm, we work on your legs. If you break your leg, we work on your arms. If you break your neck... That's unfortunate for you. You're going to have to go into hospital for a few months so you can walk at least. But I'm going to be asking you to watch boxing while you're while you're on that recovery bed and you, and you can't move because you've damaged your spine. <laughs> as brutal as that sounds, I'm using a method that Brendan used to use in a little bit more of a uh, subtle way where he'd, he'd say to the kids, he'd say, come over here for a minute and he'd walk you over to stand in front of him. And he'd go, can I have an audience, please? And he'd call everybody in gym, usually um, in ranging between 20 and 30 people, usually in Brendan's gym. And he'd get them all stood and he'd say, look at this big black fella. So they'd all stand looking at you. And as big as I am and as experienced as I am, I'd be stood there and I'd be thinking, why is he doing 
this, this don't feel comfortable. So he'd be getting me to a point of uncomfort. Then he'd say, do you think he's good looking for a black fella? Or I'll be more specific in me, in me, um, in me uh, description. He go, do you think he's good looking for a licorice also? Because my dad's Jamaican and my mom's English, you know, <laughs> for a licorice also. So they'd laugh like that. That would add to the embarrassment yeah. of having to listen to what this old fella, how this old fella's describing me and all sorts of things running through your mind. But what, what Brendan would be doing, he'd be stripping you naked to the point of, I can't do anything. I can't go anywhere without listening to this fellow, without answering the questions. And Brendan had used another method to make you feel like you've got nothing, like you, you, you're basically practically naked, you've got nothing other than what he's given you. And he'd say, finish me sentence. I was walking down the road and the bus went past me and the woman on the bus waved at me, so I did what? And he'd go, I waved back, Brent. And he'd go, wave back. So the woman was from round the corner and the relevance of me waving was significant enough for her to pay attention to me what? And you go, next time, Bren. And you'd have to finish these sentences. Now, this was something I developed over time. When you're not getting it and you're making mistake after mistake after mistake of finishing the sentence, you feel incredibly vulnerable and you feel like, well, help me out, I don't know what to say. And you do sometimes just literally shut down I went through that process. My process of breaking people down is you've got nowhere to run to. You've got nowhere to hide. When you're in this gym, you listen to everything I say to you. If you don't, watch me lips. Fuck off. And the parents are sat there. Nine out of ten times, the kids turn around and look at the, look at the parents as if to say, how should I respond to that? How should I, what, what should I? And I'll go, look at me. When I'm speaking, don't look at your parents. In fact... Do me a favour, you fuck off. And I'll say this to the parents. Now, I've had a variety of different responses. Some being reluctant in <laughs> understanding, to say the least. Um, some being willing and just gone with the flow. The ones that are reluctant don't last long because they're teaching the kids things that <laughs> it's clearly got them in to come bring them to the gym in the first place. It's got them into trouble in the first place. So I try to hurry their process on a little bit more by telling the parents, don't bring your kid back into the gym until you're not part of it. Then when you do decide to bring them back in, bring them back, don't even come on the same road. Stand the other side of the road and cross them over carefully so they don't get knocked over and killed. Cross them over carefully and then you don't come to my gym. So... What I'm trying to tell you is, I don't want you in this gym. Mm. And I'll say that to some of the parents. And you can see some of them, like I say, if they, they took a bad turn to it, they're like, oh, well, I'm not bringing my kid then. Brilliant. Not wasting my time. My time's very precious. So I use these things, these, um, these strategies to break away all the bullshit that these kids have accumulated the baggage of. And like I said, it's, it's, it's my version. I understand that it's a little bit hard to swallow. But again, Helen, it does save me a lot of time. Something that, you know, is probably our most valuable commodity. Something that I'm, I'm becoming more and more aware of. So, um, and it, it really does work. You just have to look at the kids in the gym. They stand still, stand relaxed with no expression on the face. They're looking at your eyes. They're looking at your mouth when they speak, when you're speaking. When they're addressing you, they, sp they use their words carefully and precisely, and they 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 speak well, they sound well, they look well, and you've got no you've got no indication as to these kids ever being in trouble. You know, if they've spent three weeks with me, so what I'm doing it works. I understand it's a process, and I'm going to get a lot of time wasters. I'm going to get a lot of undesirables, so to speak, people what don't understand what I'm trying to do, but the ones that do stick with it long enough and like I said they'll see that it, it does work mm. well, I'm a big believer that you know everyone's not for everyone yeah um, and everybody's approach is not for everyone is it exactly um, yeah. but from obviously what I've witnessed myself and then obviously what you've just shared with us now it's true that you, you're trying to educate these kids and 
with respect to some of the parents yeah. in terms of what it does actually take, yeah. you know, real life. Let's not wrap people up in cotton wool. And is it fair to say, Richard, that it's a, a true reflection and a mirror image, if you like, of kind of your experience? 100%. What, yeah. 100%. You know, we, one, one kid in particular... You know, and, and I'm and I'm only reluctant to mention this kid's name. Not the kid's fault, the parents' fault, because I don't want to waste any more time on than I spent on this kid. I spent a year with him. This kid came into the gym a shaking mess. You know, he stood in. So I I literally broke it down. Stop. And he'd stand looking at me. Oh shit! He's gonna say something. To me, his mum sat outside of uh, probably five feet away, sat on the chair, looking at him with, you know, all loving eyes. And as parents do love the kids, but you're doing them no favours. Because as much as, you know, I can relate to that wrapping your kid in cotton wool and making sure that they're all right and they're warm and they're comfortable, I can relate to that as a parent. But it just doesn't get the job done. And that's something that I've I've taken from one of my you know mentors that I'm following closely, and I intend on following closely for as long as long and much time as I can get to follow this fella. In particular, it's called Dan Pena, and he says he puts it very bluntly, and he says he goes, "I'm uh, 215 pounds of twisted steel and panther piss." He goes, "I turned 800 dollars into 450 million." He goes, as much as what I'm saying and the description of myself can be found considered somewhat amusing, I do know that my, my stuff works. If you, found a f- if you find a formula that works, you're lucky. But love doesn't get the job done. It does not get the job done. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say it to all you soft, snowflake, mother, you know what's. He's very, um, he's very informative in his descriptions. Mm-hmm. And it's not to everybody's taste, <laughs> but he does break away the bullshit. And that's what I'm after doing. And as much as I do see these kids, I do see the parents to some extent as a direct reflection of myself in many ways. I don't mollycoddle. I don't wrap people in cotton wool. And I have been through a, a vast amount of brutal experience with regards to not ju- only boxing, but outside of boxing. And the only things that got me to where I want to be, to where I am now, or I wanted to be at that time, was was harsh, was brutality, was very uncomfortable. And that's what I'm trying to show these kids. The, the more you can get used to riding through a rocky road of uncomfort, the better you're going to do mm-hmm. with things, the better you're going to do. And if the parents don't like it, you've heard what I said to them, Alan, get out. Don't waste my time. And I said the same thing to the kids. It works. Up to now, it's working. I could be wrong. I've been wrong many times before. But like I said, I've, I'm following closely three mentors that uh, uh, seem to be guiding me in the right way. Not only financially, not only by means of success, but common sense. Mm. There's so, so little of it these days. Common sense. And it starts with the children, Helen. Mm-hmm. It starts with the children. If you can change children... You know, all the best coaches in the world, whether that be business, whether that be sport, whether that be academic, all the best all the best coaches in the world, the ones that have longevity, uh, longevity of success in what they're doing, they've all been through shit. They've all been at the bottom. They've all, each and every single one of them, have got a story to tell, mm-hmm. you know, the common consensus, the common understanding of if you're going to get somewhere, you know, it, it, it can be a beautiful ride and it'll be brilliant and everything will go perfectly if you just do this. And you can have it in a lot lesser time than what this person got it in if you just follow this step, all for the price of 24 There's a lot of con artists, a lot of con merchants out there. Bring your kids to me, bring them in the gym consistently for the time that I require, three times a week twice a day when they're not at school and they're on holidays bring them into the gym and do me a favor if you can if you have to sit there because you know your kid's got some mental deficiency where you know you've you've ruined his life that much that he needs to have you present in order to um, string a sentence together or um, 
move his move his arms and, and his legs in a coord coordinated manner. Number one, I'll tell you that you've made a big mistake with your kid. I'll allow you to sit there for the first two sessions, but after that, do one. Because what I do works. It works. And I'll show you. So what would you say then? You've said it a couple of times about getting the job done. Yeah. What does the job done look like for you? And what do you say to the to the kids and to the parents about what the actual objectives are, what you're achieving or helping them achieve to get their job done? What is that what is that job? What yeah. does that look well, like? Well the job the job done in monetary situation is if you're broke I can I can show you a few little common sense things that will get the job done. Not being broke. If you're doing bad at school, if you're threatening to rape little girls as a 13-year-old boy in school and you're coming home and threatening to stab your mom, stab your little sister and kill your dad and giving you your nana nightmares because she's catching you smoking up back of a, a garden somewhere, bring them to me for three months and I'll show you what the job getting the job done is. If you're fat and overweight and you sweat just standing talking to somebody and you're in a not the best physical position, come to me, I'll show you how to get the job done where you're not sweating and you're not in danger of getting a cardiac arrest common sense getting the job done is getting the job done and i do understand that people you know use words and they put they use fra these phrases and they they just look for a round explanation they just look for they look for many many oh well getting the job done could could actually mean this it could actually mean that if your kid's a little bastard i'll, I'll turn him into a good kid if you've got a fat kid and they're on the way to a, like I said, cardiac arrest, I'll help them, I'll get the job done. If you're broke, I'll show you how to get the job done. Because you, you come and talk to my kids, they'll financially educate you, they'll physically educate you, and mentally educate you. Mm -hmm. Just in a, in, a, in a common sense way, you know, stuff that's not of a degree and doctorate, you know, it's, it's just common sense stuff, mm -hmm. but stuff that works. You know, the kids in the gym, they practice what they preach. I'm all for it because, obviously, I work I work with individuals and business owners. Yeah. But they're adults, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And then they're the ones that have, have taken on all the social conditioning, taken on value and belief systems from school, from the parents, from the communities and different things. And you've got to break all of that down. You've literally got to unpick their brain exactly. and rewire it again. Yep. So if you can obviously bypass that obviously you're going to put me out of a job yeah. <laughs> um no, we'll work together don't we? well very well but yeah i obviously it is about rewiring so if you can get the kids educated and like shaping their mindset when you've mentioned about their physical beliefs and and how they conduct themselves their mental aspect and then the emotional aspect of it all as well. It's everything encompassed, isn't it? Yes, as exactly. well as then the business set that you do with them. I've seen it myself where these kids are, are learning what they do about investments and yep. money and yep. things that you don't actually get educated with that in school. But at the same time, you don't get educated with it out on the street either. Yep. Exactly. Um, unless, unless you go the route I went. You a know, totally that's different way. <laughs> yeah, the wrong way. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely, um, see, Helen, you know, I, I promise you, you know, the, like I said, the things that I'm, I'm telling these kids, you know, they might not realise what they're, what they're saying, they might not realise what they're practising, but the results are in the effort. Mm. The results are in the effort. Try it and you see it works. Mm. The kids, you've heard them, you just referred to it before, they'll, they'll stand in front of you and go, okay, lads, introduce yourself. So they'll go, hello, Helen, my name's Jordan, Harrison, Aaron. Yasin, they'll introduce themselves, they'll stand with good posture, friendly face, they'll shake your hand in a stern but accepting manner, something that is universally understood, mm -hmm. these things are universally understood, the, the common sense, then I'll say to them, I'll say, right, can we just explain to Helen what we do with every pound we get, and they'll say, yes, we only spend 70 pence, I'll say, right, so what do you spend the other 30 pence on? And they say, oh, we spend 10 pence on charity, 10 pence on investment, and 10 pence to work for you. That's called an active investment. And I'll go, right, nice one. So what are you referring to when you speak about 70 pence and 30 pence? And they'll go, percentage. And I'll go, right, okay. So now, can you explain how we are going to become financially free? 
And they'll go, yes. And this sounds really impressive when you've got 10, 20 kids saying it all at the same time. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> In our younger years, we acquire assets to pay off our liabilities and expenses. And with the money left over, we acquire more assets. And I'll say thank you. And as much as, as complicated as that, in today's society, we've been given a, a certain set of understandings and these very basic, like I say, common sense values have just been looked past. So when you hear a six-year-old or 13-year-old come out with these things, even if you hear, a, in my case, a 40-year-old come out with these things, it, it carries some level of intellect you know nobody can deny and as complicated as it might might sound to an untrained ear you know and that that relates to everybody you know if, if you've got a, a doctorate in mathematics and you've learnt mathematics from a teacher somebody that's only practiced teaching reading from a book mm. sitting in class not necessarily somebody that's sat and you know added sums up to to equate to a mass fortune and they've got a, a brilliant result out of uh, their mathematics that's very rarely the case you sat gaining a degree sat in front of somebody what's learned out of a book mm. somebody that's not learned in a practical sense you sat and that that refers to accounting that refers to english that refers to p even you get people teaching people how to play professional basketball when they've only ever learned how to play basketball sat in a class listening to somebody else what's learnt from a book. And somebody who I'm following, one of the mentors I mentioned, is a fellow called Robert Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad Poor Dad, Dad, refers to fake teachers. Mm -hmm. And he says, he says, one at one time, he goes, I was sat in front of, uh, I was sat in an accounting class and the teacher was stood up explaining accounting and that we should do this because this will be how you get the best result out of this. This will be the avenue to follow because uh, if you follow this, then you'll get this and you'll mass an amazing amount of fortune through following my guidelines. He goes, I can't remember what point it was, but at some point I stood up and I said to the, the teacher, I'd just come out of the, the military, he said, and I said to the teacher, have you ever been an accountant? And he said, well, I've got a master's in accountancy. And he said, no, 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 you're missing the question. Have you, have you ever practiced, practically practiced accountancy? And the teacher's response was, I've got a master's in accountancy. He said, we're not getting anywhere. You keep saying the same thing. Have you ever been an accountant? And the teacher said, no. He said, you're a fake teacher. And this is the problem today. We've got some of the kids what walk in the gym. These kids have been taught a certain culture. They've been taught a certain way. And they're all flat broke. They're walking around in trainers that are linked to the side, the feet, the damaging the ligaments in their ankles, the knees, all stuff that really <laughs> just with a little, a slight little bit of uh, intellect application could be resolved. But, like I said, they've been they've been taught by fake teachers somewhat. Yes, you don't do this, you do this, and you speak to this person like this. Have you ever spoke to this person and got the result that you wanted through speaking like that? I guarantee the answer would be, no, I haven't. So the fake teachers, and this is predominant in today's society, were, were given all these people, all these self-acclaimed mentors, these gurus. Yes, if you do this, 10 easy steps to earning a million quid. Have you got a million quid? No. Ask nine out of 10 of them. They've not got it. With regards to what I'm doing, more to the point, I've done it all. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fake teacher. Like I said, I've, I've got the scars to prove it. I've got the experience to prove it. I've got the, you can go and speak to some of the world's best, most renowned trainers in boxing today with numerous world champions on their under their influence and they'll say to you they'll speak well of me i'm quite sure some will speak bad i mean we can't have, we can't be loved by everybody but what i'm trying to say to you is this fake teacher thing applies everywhere mm -hmm. i'm trying to counter all that not actively counter it by going out there and and putting it pushing it in people's faces you come into my gym you're going to get taught common sense values on all different levels in in many different ways it's um 
it's something that I'm passionate about and it like I said Helen it works I think it's a fail swoop there then for you in terms of where your passion lies and it's definitely through experience not education but it's interesting because obviously what you're doing in the gym is educating yeah but it's through experience that you're educating exactly and that's the difference yeah on that note then because obviously a lot of what you a lot of what you do is all about discipline and mindset Mm. and working not only on the physicality but but the mental aspects of these kids as well yeah what would you say on kind of a either or would be the most key mindset or skill set I think either one is developed with a little touch of both. I think to develop mindset, I think it's it's so important to not be not let your growth be stunted by fear. And this applies in many an area. If somebody's trying to improve the mindset, you know, it's not cool to to sit and listen to books. These this is a time of information. We don't necessarily have to read a book thicker than my leg. To, to gain the to gain the does the one e- even exist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a few. Yeah, war uh, and peace. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly <laughs> that. Yeah, I think um, many things are gained through different different avenues. And if you want to hit one thing in particular or one specific uh, area, I think you've got to not uh, first and foremost don't be afraid to put yourself in situations that might not be comfortable that might not be necessarily directly related to what you're trying to learn. This is one of the things I'm learning, Helen. And like I say, the the practical side of learning is the most important. And these days especially, I'm actually not scared to make mistakes. I actually, I actually bring on mistakes because I realise that the other end of a failure, the other end of a mistake, is, is what we want, is what we desire. Mm. And I'm only just learning that now to my shame because I was never taught it. And that's not just an excuse, but I use that to drive me now because my kids, if uh, I was sat listening to my, my six-year-old the other day and uh, and he said, yes, dad, he said, Harry, I won't mention his second name, but he said he's, he, he mentions everybody by first and second name in his class. He said, yes, uh, Harry, uh, he, he cheated because he looked at my work um, but I don't cheat because I, c- I already know the answers because I practice the answers. And I wanted to say to him, which I wouldn't have done because that's going against the teachings of the, curricu- the school curriculum. I wanted to say to him, son, there's nothing wrong with finding help. There's nothing wrong with looking at different areas to get help, to find an answer to that thing. But this is these are the things we're taught in schools. We're taught that... You know, if you look at somebody else's work, you, you're a cheat. You've not earned the, the result that you'll get from copying the right answer. When in actual fact, you know, it's bullshit. It's not true. But, but I had to look for a way to say it to him. So what I said to him was, son, sometimes everybody learns in different ways. And Harry might learn in a different way to you. You can sit and listen to mommy and listen to me and learn that way then you can remember the answer and take it to school and write it down on the paper. But some people, I was one of these people, I have trouble remembering the answers. So I look for clever people like you and I'd say, can you help me? Yeah, there's better ways to do it than look over your shoulder and look at your book. I could say to you, outside of the test, Rio, I found it very difficult to remember the answers would you be able to show me how you remembered always look because there's always a way to gain and this is what we're not taught in school we're not taught about the the most important things in life not only monetary like i say but just common sense things we're not taught steve jobs apple he said on his deathbed he said the world is full of people no smarter than you or i that can mean many things, but to me, what that means is, don't look at people what are doing brilliantly in class and, and think, I can never get there. Don't look at, if the teacher's showing you one way how to, to add in a, a sum up, don't look at that as the only way. I remember being in school and getting really embarrassed because I'd, 
I'd get the answer that the teacher had wrote down, but it would take me twice the time that it did everybody else because they were following the teacher's methods. When I come to think of it, I was using my own methods. I'd come up with the correct answer, but it would take me twice the time. So by the time the teacher had finished and all the answers had come in, I'd still be doing mine and I'd be going, no, no, wait, wait, I've got it, I've got it, just wait. And the teacher, bad teacher, fake teacher, bad teacher, what, I'll mention no names, but they'd go, that's wrong. Why is it wrong? Would it not be better to tell a child, no, 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 I want you to learn this way first and then you can show me the way that you do it. Nurturing my capacity to to learn in different ways and I, I don't look at these things and hold grudges I don't look at these things and think to myself you know I wasted my time at this I wasted my time the time is now and because I know that there's many different ways to get to one destination many different ways now I know that I, all I can do is teach my children teach the children and the children that have you know followed my influence and my teachings hopefully up to now it's, it's it's i'm getting the results i want but hopefully in years to come people will look at these 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 kids and go as adults and go how did you learn all you've learned and <laughs> i'm not bothered about i'm coming to me saying richard well richard what taught me thank you richard oh brilliant richard deserves this accolade and that accomplishment and that trophy i'm not bothered about that just get me a nice watch a nice expensive watch, not going to be a Casio G-Shock, it's going to be a very expensive one because, like I said, our time is our most valuable commodity. As much as I'm putting a joke on it, I think it's uh, it's, it's important to, again, put a value in, in what you do, in what you pass on, because like I said, it, it didn't come free to me and anything best gained is, anything best achieved is hard gained. You know, that's, 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 I'm talking from experience there. Mm. So what do you say then about individuals and business owners that think that they they know it all and that they can do it all themselves and that they're the one that's going to get to the finish line first? And all of everything that you've just said in contrast to yeah. what you've just said about being in the classroom. What would you say about that? Because I have a lot of individuals who work with me that are very, very resistant about yeah. adopting change and working on themselves yeah. which in turn then is transferable into their businesses because it's a case of uh, ego comes into a lot of it yeah, yeah. and the fact that they know better mm-hmm. and it's that old scenario isn't it if you want to if you want to go slow go alone if you want to go fast obviously you, you reach out yeah exactly uh, yeah. Help. yeah like what what would you say to the adults and the business entity of, of today for that i'd say to the to the adults and and this is you know again referring to to children because it all starts from from children you know one of the points that dan Pena touches on he says he goes he goes all you and he, he uses profanity quite quite often but he says all you people he goes you'll make me sick he goes you make me sick because you've been mollycoddled to the position you're in some of you people have never even you're adults or in your 20s over your 20s you've never been involved in a fight because i can't believe it he goes the fella next to you when he points to one of the people in particular he points to this fella next to him and he goes if he all of a sudden let a shout out he went you'd shit yourself you'd probably curl up in a ball you'd probably you'd probably start sweating you'd probably lose coloration in your face you'd probably feel uncomfortable enough to want to report the fella next to you because he's made you feel uncomfortable he goes i cannot believe the society of <laughs> yeah, i'm not going to use word he uses but of soft touches that are abundant these days he goes i can't believe it he goes but i understand it he goes and you need help that's why he sat here he goes so I'm, believe you me i'm gonna break you down believe you me i'm gonna make you feel the most uncomfortable you've ever felt and the fella next to you <laughs> everybody's gonna feel uncomfortable in my because this is the way the job gets done now what i'd say to to shorten the experience of being sat in front of uh, somebody who self-proclaimed as 215 pounds of twisted steel and panther piss <laughs> in comparison to that i'd probably say the best thing that people can do in my experience is just be open to learning 
if you're successful in what you're doing, I'm not saying live in fear, but live in the knowledge that things can completely take an opposite direction to what they're going. And you, uh, just as much as you've got everything that you've ever desired, you can quite easily have nothing. You can have the things of your what are, what you know consist of the, your worst possible nightmare. It can all happen in a second. And I'd say to people that are achieving the level of success that they first set out to achieve, I'd say to them, pass it on, pass it on. Not because you you want you're giving trade secrets away, but because if you can show the next generation in particular how you got there because you're not fooling me anybody what's what's reached a level of success to any extent anybody and that this applies to each and every single person unless you've been wrapped in cotton wool and everything's been given to you they've got a whole <laughs> different set of problems coming to them because as soon as you know life life's got a tendency to throw things at you that aren't nice that that you didn't plan on happening mm -hmm. life's got a tendency to do this and when life throws something at those people that have been wrapped in cotton wool and you know not not been taught the taught a decent work ethic taught the value of things i know people like this as well from a distance they've got a whole a whole different set of problems coming their way mm -hmm. but i'm sure that they're going to experience that but with reference to the people that are willing to learn, are looking at these people that have reached a, a significant level of success. Don't be afraid to hold on to things people say. Don't be afraid to look at things and discard it. Don't be afraid to look at things and say, whoa, brilliant, I like that. Common sense tells you that if it makes sense, it makes sense. You can always make mistakes, but don't be afraid of making mistakes. If you've gained a lot of knowledge and a lot of success through the the path you've you've chosen, pass it on, because if you do, if you've got if you found value in 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 your in your avenue the avenue you've taken, then that'll pass on as well. And I think that that's that's how that's how everybody should work. I think that's how everybody should function. If you look at the world's most successful people. Uh, I can name a few, Jeff Bezos, Amazon, Zuckerberg, Facebook, going back a bit further, Napoleon Hill, mm -hmm. set out to interview successful people. At that time, a fellow called Andrew Carnegie, who came from complete poverty and became, became one of the most Amazing. richest people. Biggest influences in the world. Yeah, biggest influences in the world. Uh, if you look at John D. Rockefeller, you know these people have dead and gone now, mm. but their 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 successes are still stamped in society. Yeah. You cannot deny what they achieved. Because it's all about giving back, though, isn't it? You've and touched upon it, and it's given back. It's yeah. it almost you know if you've had such valuable learnings in life, it almost becomes your obligation. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you if know, people talk yeah. about finding the purpose, and uh, yeah. you know. I'm a massive believer of that and yeah. you know you've got to have that aligned but you can't force it either yeah yeah even in the best will of the world that you want to help other people you can't force that it's got to be a natural rhythm that yeah. you're in either through experience you know such as yourself yeah. or j just through circumstance yeah ordinarily exactly. isn't yeah, it yeah and that is where it's kind of that that natural funnel then of what yeah. you what you're actually pushing through definitely 100 so percent. just to round up i just want to touch on um this sorry fact. i natter on a bit don't i no, it's all right <laughs> don't worry about it health that's the first pillar of my business yep purely because of everything that we've spoke about so emotional physical mental even social to a to a degree as well yep. in terms of your health there's a lot of work being done at the moment about health and well-being without necessarily having that full understanding, again, of what it takes. And we all take our health for granted, yeah. so much so. And I just wanted to ask your opinion about how fundamental that is, because obviously boxing is your vehicle, yeah. and that's a physical activity, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, But people automatically think of health as just the physicality yep. of you know getting your ass to the gym or sweating it out in some which way shape or form and yep. while that obviously you know bears a lot of, of weight around it 
What's your take on kind of health and well-being being like the main component to people's overall success? Yeah, Brendan once said something to me, Helen. This has just sprung to mind as as you're speaking now. Brendan said something to me. He said, "Formal education or education, as I used to say, he goes, school, college, university will earn you a living. Self-education." It can earn you a fucking fortune. And I never really understood how how that would impact me later on in my life. When he said it, I never understood it. And being in the time of information, if you want to learn about how to brush your teeth, go on YouTube. <laughs> if you want to learn how to set this brilliant audio equipment up that you've got, Helen, go on, go on YouTube. If you want to learn how to make your hair straight and vibrant, go on YouTube. We're in the time of information. We can learn anything through slight application, and it's not that hard. If you want to lose weight, burn more than you eat. If you've got a bad back, train on something you can train in, because what a lot of people do, Helen, is... They make excuses, you know, being in the uh, snowflake society as Dan Pena describes. We're, 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 in a, we're in an era of excuses and reasons why, you know, we can't do this and we can do that and we can't do this. It's, it's, there's a lot, of, a lot of bullshit attached. And now I just, I, I, look at, I look at the result and if you look at the majority of people are fat, the majority of people don't know how to speak the majority of people don't even know how to shake your hand and using a specific statistic uh, from Dan Pena again he said in um, 1986 he said the poundage per pressure on the average man's handshake was around 84 pounds of pressure today the average man's handshake is around 56 pounds of pressure a woman's today 86 pounds of pressure back then it was a lot less so what that tells you is it tells you the dynamics of society in my opinion it tells you the dynamics of society if you just look around not not in here because we're all healthy and fit uh, but if you look around you know in general society people aren't where they want to be listen to them talk they're not who they want to be problems are easily solvable and as much as as easy as those i can push those words out and people find it difficult look at the reasons or stroke excuses that people give well i can't i can't go on that running machine because um i've hurt my knees who said anything about a running machine sit down on your chair and throw your hand throw your hands about and i guarantee you'll build a sweat because it's more than what you're doing if you burn more than you eat you will lose weight if if you read more than you watch soaps you're going to learn more the excuse and reason people use is well uh, you know i don't like reading it makes me tired put a fucking audio book on then do you know it's there's so so many different reasons stroke excuses these days mm. in such in such a, a an abundantly learned time you know we've got everything at us at us hand literally at the touch of a button, mm -hmm. literally. And like I say, it's common sense. You know, if, if you want to learn, study. If you, if you don't want to learn, sit on your arse and do nothing. Mm. If you want to if you want to be classed a certain way, act a certain way, it's as simple as that. So, yeah. It all does come down to you, though, doesn't it? That's as it, the individual. exactly that. It's, yeah. all, it's all inner focus. It's all inner development. Yeah inner application absolutely everything it yeah. starts and ends with you yes exactly effectively. exactly um which is obviously why i'm so much aligned with what you're doing with the kids because yeah. that's what you're instilling from such a young age you yeah. know for them to become something and actually be who they want to be and deserve to be and tap into their potential yeah you know they've got to have all of that self-awareness yeah and that is exactly the same as kind of taking an adult or a business owner and how can they improve themselves and adapt themselves and, you know, become more resilient and just stop being that fluffy textbook yep. example yep. like, you know, you've referred to yep. and actually being that person. And 
half the time, if that means getting these people in the gym, and I do the same, yeah. it's about getting them in the gym. Why? Yeah. Because that's where they're most uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's but that's where they, they learn the mindset. That is where they learn the consistency. Yeah. And they become... What they want to be. Yeah. What they want to be, become. A, a yeah. lot stronger in mind, a lot yep. stronger in body. And then, yeah, all of that, then that positive energy and that positive momentum is yes. transferred into everything that they do, how they carry themselves, how they stand, their confidence, their self-belief, because yeah. they can appreciate that momentum and that, you exactly. know, the results that are forming there. So very much aligned with you on that one. Just to finish up there, Richard, yep. give me your top three components, and it can only be three, because we could we could literally go oh, on forever, forever I'm yeah. sure. Your top three <laughs> components that you say of what it takes to be successful. And by the way, successful is in the eye of the beholder. Can I just tell you this quickly? Yeah. Right. So if I said to you, if I said, how does, how do yeah. wasps and bees fly? Mm-hmm. What would your answer be? With their wings. Like most people's answer. Right. So if I said to you, the wings aren't strong enough or big enough to actually carry the weight of their bodies, then how do they fly? What would you say? Uh, with the mind. Right, it'd be a bit more of a bit more of a difficult thing to work out. Right. So this is really relevant mm-hmm. and I didn't realise how relevant when I was learning this. Yeah. Bees and wasps actually use the wings. They do use the wings, but that's not how they fly. They use vibration. Right. Vibration is a version of energy, so they use the wings, which have which are made up of thi- really thin p- pipes, which create a sound, or and that's what they use to fly. So they're using energy to fly, and you know you referred to energy then, Helen, and this is the thing. You know if you're putting energy, this is one of the best inventions that were ever invented were TVs. It's, it's quite quite amazing because if you go back to you know World War Two you know without going too deep into it Adolf Hitler he'd have microphones set up all around the city or wherever he was ruling or whatever and he'd just be chanting I'm not going to pretend to try and speak German but he'd he'd be sh- basically <laughs> la- loving the sound of his own voice all subconscious programming all and en- all energy so whatever he's saying you're hearing it whether you want to hear it or not all these people in great positions of power, you know, some of them used it for the wrong thing, including this fellow I've just referred to, Adolf Hitler, used it for the wrong thing. That's that's a fact. But what I'm trying to say to you is, we're living in a time now where all these things are more relevant than, than anything. Whatever you want to create, it is common sense. Sit down, work out what, where you want to be, what you want to do, right? If you want to learn more, like I said, read a book, listen to an audio book, or just learn something that you didn't know before if you want to lose weight burn more than you're eating if you want to become a better person do the smallest thing for somebody in a less fortunate position than you it's as simple as that or don't or sit at home watch eastenders watch all these things like i said the 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 invention of the tv is an absolute genius it's to put you in a category it's to make you sit at home and not reach the full potential of what you could potentially reach it's to make it's to put you in a box where people want you jd rockefeller i want a nation of workers i don't want a nation of thinkers how do you think he became one of the most the richest most successful people in world history how do you think that is because he understood the dynamics if you're sat at home watching watching tv if you're, you're at doing their mercy, you, you're you? at their mercy. It's as simple as that. They're going to get all the benefits. I p- I picked up on the uh, the the fact of the main competitor to Netflix. Yeah. Sky. Sleep. Oh, sleep. Yeah. Their chief executive has named sleep as Netflix's main competitor. Oh my god. That is exactly what you're saying wow. about being at the mercy yeah. of a TV set. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> learn something new every day yeah brilliant. so yeah brilliant excellent we're going to wrap this up then um thank you so much for your time did i answer your question uh yeah well yeah you did i just want to direct people into where they can find you yeah. um obviously the gym and all of the work that you're doing with kids and um, young adults and everybody really who can learn and, and be inspired and yeah. be that better person not only physically but mentally and emotionally as well yeah. to basically carve out a better future for themselves and grow as a person 
where can they find you? Uh, well, I'm on Instagram, uh, which is Richard underscore Towers 0708. I'm on Twitter, uh, Richard Towers Boxing, I think it is. And then uh, my gym is on Masba Street, right next door to A1 Taxis. So I'm, I'm not hard to find. You know, I, I stand out like a sore thumb physically as well. So, okay. yeah. so fight craft in Rotherham then is where it's all happening yeah. and that's where the, the future stars of Rotherham <laughs> and South Yorkshire are being produced yep. under the influence and the watchful eye and the strict attitude and no bullshit from the one and only Richard Towers you've thank just you, heard Helen. it here first. So thank you ever so much for your thank time. Thank you very much, I'm just going to end it on a very, yep. very strong handshake. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. One, one thing I, I remember about you, having a, a, a stern and kind handshake. Yep. Thank, Thank you, you so Helen. much. Listeners, you've just been in for a real treat over the last hour. Be sure to leave a review and share amongst all of your networks. And for all of you parents out there that are looking to inspire your children further than what you actually think you are capable of doing yourself, then get yourself down to the Fightcraft Gym in Rotherham and visit Richard. I'm sure he can teach you all thing or two i've seen it firsthand it is pretty spectacular thanks and over and out thank you for listening to the hew podcast for continued support please subscribe using itunes stitcher spotify google play or soundcloud And if you've enjoyed the episode, please leave a five-star review on your download platform. Tune in for more value and more content the same time next week.